You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. I'm just cueing the audio team. So, good morning again. And we are so glad you're joining us here at LWC this this Sunday um, to continue our series that we've titled, What on Earth Am I Here For? And whether you're here on the campus or you're listening on the podcast, uh, we're glad that you've tuned in. And I am so excited, I'm so stoked at the wonderful things that God is doing through this campaign I had a, a young adult talk to me this week, and he said, this book is life-changing. Uh, it is changing his life, and uh, the, the, the Bible is the book that changes lives, but when you bring things from the Bible into people, it'll change your life. And so uh, I'm so excited about what's going on. In our small groups, we have over 60% of LWC peeps that are in a small group, and you cannot... You know, uh, you cannot grow without being in a small group. So if you're not in one, uh, I I strongly encourage that that you join a small group, you be a part of a small group, because big things happen in small groups. Just like big things happen in small packages, big things will happen in a small group. And and so I just think it's a go-God moment. We're having a go-God moment. So everyone say with me, go-God. That was weak. Go-God, yeah. You know, when you, when you serve people, you become a blessing. And have you noticed that when, when you begin to, to give up of yourself and you begin to help other people, that they'll say things just like that. They'll say, man, so-and-so, they're such a blessing to me. And, and you ask them, well, why are they such a blessing? Because they're always doing something for me. They're always coming out of themselves and, and, and putting them, their, their, their schedules on hold sometimes so that they can help me out. When you grab a hold of that, you you grab a hold of the fact that you and I are called to be a blessing. Amen? You were called to bless. And today we're going to be talking about the importance of serving. So you can write this down as we go into the fourth purpose. The The fourth purpose of my life is that God shaped me to serve him. God shaped me to serve him. In fact, the Bible says... We are God's workmanship. We're created in Christ Jesus to do good works. And God prepared in advance all these works for us to do. So before the foundation of the world, before you were even born, God said, I have a work for Tim to do. Before he, he brought you out into this world and you, you know, came out of the womb, he said, I have a work for Paul to do. Before you came out, he said, I have a work for Robert to do. God has a work because he wants for us to be a blessing. Now tell someone that's by you, you're a blessing. Yeah. Tell the next person, you're called to be a blessing. And some of you wives are telling your husbands, now do it. (laughs) Be a blessing to me. You know, uh, another word for blessing is serve 
or service. When you serve someone, you, you're, you're a blessing. Another word for service is ministry. And you were called to be in ministry. Every one of us who are in Christ are called to be ministers. How many of you know that what you do for a living is your job? Your vocation. Anyone ever had a vocation? And a lot of us are on vacation, right? From our vocation. In Spanish, you would say, that's my trabajo. Es lo que hago. Es, es yo trabajo en la mina. I work at the mine. Or yo trabajo en la escuela. But uh, others, uh, when you're talking English, you say, my vocation is I'm an educator, or I'm a, uh, I'm a miner, or I'm an engineer, or whatever. Uh, but did you know that our life, uh, we're called to be bivocational ministers of Jesus? We're all called to be bivocational ministers of Jesus. And just like anyone in here have a bifocal lenses? Anybody? Raise your hand. Man, there's a lot of people with the bifocals. Well, a bifocal lens allows for us to see far and near clearly with the same lens, right? It's been altered so that we can see far and near with the same lens. Well, as a bivocational minister of Jesus, we're called to help others and, number two, honor God in the process. Amen? You're called to help others. You're called to be a blessing to others. And at the same time, you're bringing glory to God, you're bivocational as a minister of Christ. So if you work at the mine, uh, you're, you're, you're called to not only be a good miner, but you're also called to be a blessing to other people. If you're an educator, if you're a school teacher, you're, you're called to educate and help our, our students to grow in their learning and their knowledge, but at the same time to bless them and minister to them and bring honor to God. If you're an engineer, you're called to, to use your, your intellect to, to design, to do all these wonderful things. But at the same time, you're called to be a blessing to people around you and then bring honor to God. You are a bivocational minister of Jesus. If you're a housewife, greatest job anyone could ever have. You invest into your children. You invest into your family. You're called to minister to them. You're called to bless them. And then to bring honor to God as you do so. Amen? Now, how, how, how do we do that? Well, for example, if you're in a meeting at work and, 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 and you have this meeting and everyone has their coffee cups, those styrofoam coffee cups, it's, imagine with me. And, and they're all drinking their coffee cups and they've got their plates and, 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 and they're um, you know, eating their, their pumpkin. Uh, right now it's pumpkin roll time, right? They're eating the pumpkin rolls with cheesecake inside of it. And it's got a little powder on the top. <laughs> or you're on the Daniel plan and you're eating celery sticks and, and you're, eating, you're eating those pea, those snow pea things that snap real good, you know. And everyone's eating that and coffee and all that good thing. And you're in the Daniel plan, you're eating some real good tea, drinking some hot tea, whatever. But everyone gets done and they finish eating what they're going to eat and drinking what they're going to drink and they all leave. And so you say, you know what, I, I want to be a blessing. And you don't, you, you're about walk, ready to walk out the door, and maybe you're a manager, or maybe you're, a, you know, you're, you're an executive, or maybe you're, you're part of the team. And you're, but you say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to humble myself, and I'm going to pick these cups up. I'm going to throw them in the trash, and I'm gonna throw the plates in the trash, and I'm going to go get a, a, a towelette or whatever, and I'm going to clean the table off. You just became a minister. Amen? You're ministering to people. You're becoming a blessing to people. 
And God sees when we do that. God sees everything that we do when we get outside of ourselves and we do things for people. And not only does he see that, he blesses us for doing so. Because when we do those kinds of things, we become like Jesus. We become just like our Lord. And so it's so important that we, um, that we understand that truth right there, that we can be a help to others. The Bible says whatever you do, whether in word, if you speak it, or in deed, or you do it, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, always giving thanks to God the Father through him. And so we continue to, to do that because we were called to serve. We were called to minister. We're better when we're serving. We're, we're happier when we're serving. We're more complete when we're serving. The Bible says, God in his grace, he chose me even before I was born and he called me to, say with me, serve him. Before you were born, he called you to to serve him. Say this with me. Everybody is a minister. And everybody has a ministry. God wants everybody on the team. He wants everybody to be doing something. We were all shaped to serve. That's the shape that you have. It doesn't matter if you're round or square, thin, or not thin, not use the other word, we were all shaped to serve because we all have a spiritual gift. We all have a passion in our heart. In other words, in your heart, there's something that triggers you and you say, I want to help in that area. We all have a, a God-given ability. Amen? You all have unique personalities. There's no one like you, and praise the Lord that that's the case. And, and we all have experiences that make you a valuable tool in the hands of God. When you're serving, you are actually a tool in God's hand. Everyone that does something for the glory of God, God is using you like a precise tool. Have you ever tried to cut paper with a rock? Anybody? It doesn't work, but if you use scissors... It, it just works fantastic. Well, God has some of you to be scissors, but have you ever tried with, uh, with scissors? Have you ever tried to, let me give a good example, to do something that you can't do. Have you ever tried with scissors to knock down a block? Have you tried to just break down this block right here? How about if you use a big rock, like a hammer rock? See, everybody has a very distinct ability to make a difference in the world, and we need to do that. What will happen if I, if I use my life to serve and bless others? What will happen? This will happen, okay? This will happen if, if, if I use my life to serve and bless others. Number one, serving others unselfishly will always create joy in my life. I'm, gonna, I'm going to give you a revelation, so listen up, okay? Listen up. There is no joy in living selfishly. Life that's all about me creates misery. 
Amen? The secret to living a life that's fulfilled, the secret to living a life of joy is you need to get the focus off ourselves. The Bible says my life is being poured out as a part of the sacrifice and service that I offer to God for your faith. There's Paul talking to the Philippians. He says, yet I am filled with joy and I share that joy with all of you. My life is being poured out as a part of a sacrifice that, that I'm giving to, to God because God is so good because, because he's a good, good father. That's who he is. That's who he is. And I'm loved by him. That's who I am. That's who I am. That's who I am. Boy, if I could sing, I would sing it. He's a good, good father. And so because of that, we pour our lives as a sacrifice. And when you do, beloved, you will have joy. You will have joy. You're sacrificing yourself. The reason that the people that are happiest... The, 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 the people that are happiest are the ones who serve other people. Have you noticed? The people in the church, when I see people in church, the, the happiest people are the ones that are serving. The ones that are doing something, they're happy. You know, I, Mike, I, I was just appreciating him earlier because he was doing all kinds of things before the service. Pastor Mike, he'll be a Pastor Mike in a couple of weeks. And, and he's just serving, he's giving his heart out. But do you know that God recognizes him for what he does? He recognizes everything that we do. The happiest people are the ones that are serving others. The reason for this is because you'll never find long-lasting happiness in pleasure. You'll find temporary happiness You'll never find long-lasting happiness in power or in possessions or in position or in prestige. See, the world looks after these things, but, but you'll notice that there's no pleasure in power. I know a lot of powerful people, and they're, they're, not, they're not happy. I know people with a lot of possessions, and they're not happy. You'll never have joy until you start serving others because that's how God shaped us. Have you noticed that success doesn't bring satisfaction? Anyone ever, ever, anyone ever become a successful person and, and success, just to be successful, doesn't bring happiness? It can bring pride. It can bring arrogance. Look at what I've done. But it doesn't bring Happiness. It does not bring what you're looking for. Have you noticed that sex doesn't bring satisfaction? In fact, in fact, sex outside of marriage, because think about it, marriage, you're serving each other. Amen? So sex outside of marriage is, will bring destruction to relationships. Amen? And our society is a product of that because the world says sex, 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 sex without the reality of serve, 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 serve. And God says sex is a good thing because I created it. I, I, I made it. Sex is never a bad thing. In fact, I'm going to be doing a series in February on how sex is supposed to operate, and it's a good thing. Someone say amen. Okay. I'm not the only one. But it's, it, it, it will not bring satisfaction without serving and being married. 
Your salary won't bring satisfaction, but what does bring satisfaction is serving because it stimulates your soul. The Bible says, always be full of joy in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. Let everyone see that you are unselfish and considerate in all that you do. You notice how joy goes hand in hand with an unselfish attitude? If you're lacking joy in your life, what do you do? You start serving. If you're unhappy, you start being a blessing. You start ministering. Joy comes when we find a place where we can volunteer and we expect nothing in return. Amen? Joy comes when, uh, when we, we, where we find a place where your reward is greater than the money of this world and where the rewards are eternal. The Bible says, forget about yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. See, God designed for us to do that. Number two, I got to go quickly because I want to I quit a little bit early today, and that's difficult for me. Number two, joy comes when I use my gifts to help others. You see, joy always comes from getting the focus off of me and using my gifts to be a blessing to others. You will always feel better when you help others out in their time of need. It'll, feel, it'll make you feel fantastic. And not only that, you will find where you're gifted. You will find out where you're gifted as you begin to step out and become a blessing to others. The Bible says God has given each of you some special abilities. Be sure that you use them for what? To help each other out. Passing on to others God's many kinds of blessings. So if you're a craftsman in here, you're a blessing. I, I can just think right now. You know, how many of you seen the wooden signs out there? The wooden, uh, they point us to, to different places. Those signs help people to get to where they're going. There's Life Feed Cafe. There's Worship Center. There's, uh, uh, you know, Times. And Jack Cook made those signs. He designed them with his hands. He's a craftsman. Now, he doesn't want any notoriety because he's told me that. But today we're saying he brings glory to God by helping others. Give him a hand. I think that'd be wonderful if we do that. For the glory of God. For the glory of God. You see, uh, when we do things, when we step out of ourselves and we start using the gifts that God gave us, we become a blessing to others. We're, we're getting ready to complete our children's uh, playground. We've been working on this for two years. We laid concrete down. We put, we put a wall up. We, we, we put a, a, a beautiful gate and, and gates that are going up. And, and that gate was crafted by a, a master welder, someone that's in, the, in our church, and he's wonderful at welding. He does wrought iron work that's incredible. And, and, and what he said is, I use my gifts to help others so my craftsmanship will bring honor and glory to God. But, but see, that gate right there, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 wait. That gate, that gate is going to let children in and let children out. And then other people come along, and there's an arrow, it points to other people coming along, and they put wrought iron up, and they put fencing around, and they, they come and they serve. And now you can put the next one. And, and they come and, and they serve. 
And, and, they, and, they, and if you notice, there's a smiling face right there because they're doing it for the glory of God. Now, that doesn't stop right there. You see, that, that points to a classroom where there's, there's two volunteers, and, and the volunteers come in, and they're, they're pouring their lives into a, a, a young primary age student. That, that is growing in the things of God and they're, and they're, they're, they're giving her their love. And, and you don't know this, but, but the, the person that's in the middle right there, she came in after back surgery. She's the director of our primary ministry and she is here and, and she's doing things and going out of her way for the glory of God. But it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. When you, when you go, it goes a little bit further. The kids start getting older, and you've got other people that are back there in the back, and they're pouring into the children because they're giving up of their time to, so that they can help our society become a better place. Our society will never become a better place until our children know Jesus and until they have God. And it doesn't stop there. So I was coming onto the campus the other day, and we used to have a problem with water that would collect, and we'd have, we'd have uh, the Lake of Living Word Chapel in the front. And Teresa and everybody, we'd have to go around, and we'd all tippy-toe like this and, because we'd step in about a foot and a half of water. And, and so I got to the campus here, and I heard, I heard something. I heard water running. And I went, stop. And I told Wendy, 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 listen to that. She said, What? What? Listen, and, 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 and go ahead and put the video on. And, and, the, and, and so, I heard See, water. Kenny, your drain works fantastic, dude. And so, I got under and I taped it. I, I said, hey, Kenny, your drain works fantastic, dude. Good job. And I walked onto the campus, and I sent that to Kenny. And, I, and I, we walked on, and guess what? We were able to go into, point it to the next slide. We were able to go into, and this is what you see. Instead of there being water standing right there and water all over the concrete, the water is going out of the premises. Why? Because someone used their God-given gift to help others. And it doesn't stop there. It moves on. To someone saying, you know what, I want for our campus to look fantastic. And Nick Lopez comes every week. And he comes and he mows all our, all our campus, all, our, all that courtyard. And, 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 and when he's here, he takes great pride in that. Why? Because it helps others. I had someone out there last Sunday. Someone was out there in the, in the front entrance. And they were staring out at the, at the courtyard. And I went out there and they grabbed me and he said, Pastor, this is beautiful. It's beautiful out here. Why? Because people are using their gifts and they're getting outside of themselves to help others. Oh, God. Amen. Let's, let's give God a big hand for how awesome he is. Number three, serving unselfishly will improve my relationships. Not only does it bring joy to my life whenever I serve others, but people will actually like me when I serve others. Nobody likes being around a selfish person. Amen? So have you ever sat at your house, and I'm talking to the men here, because the women don't do this. But have you ever sat at your house, your wife is picking up clothes, maybe she's taking a load of laundry to the... To the um, to the, to the laundry room, and she's going, and she's already passed by three or four times, and you're watching the game, 
and you're on your recliner. Hey, babe, can you bring me a glass of tea? You ever had that look? You, you ever got that look? Huh? And here she is. Taking that, dropping it off, and, and every time she passes by, she's thinking, you no good for nothing. <laughs> huh? You're causing her to sin, and you're sinning. <laughs> the reality is that when we, when we help others unselfishly, when we serve others, it will always improve our relationship. And the reason, let me tell you why, the main reason that we don't serve because of pride. Because we, we think, well, I, I don't need to. I'll let someone else do it. But the Bible says that pride will always lead to conflict. When we serve others, it does something in, in their hearts. And more importantly, it does something in our hearts. When we serve others, we become like Jesus. That's why he said this. He said, your attitude must be like my own. For I did not come to be served, but I came to serve. You see, when you take on the attitude of Jesus, you become a bivocational minister of Jesus. You become like him, and then you're loved and you're respected by others. People love people that serve. Amen? Anybody, anyone in here hate people that serve them? If you do, let, let, let's, let's, have a, let's check you out. When people serve you, it's, it's good for you. It helps you. It strengthens you. You know, do, do you want to... Uh, uh, do you want for youth to, to like you? How many of you want for our youth to like us? Serve them. How many of you want children to like you? Serve them. Amen? You'll become like Jesus and you'll earn their love and respect. So, so this morning I was going through uh, you know, the morning routine and, and, I, and I saw the, the, some children and, and youth in the children's area. And I, I walked by, and the Lord just kind of spoke to me and said, go and give them a high five, just because. Go, go and, 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 and just let them know that they're, that, that, that they're loved. And give them a high five. And they all started doing things, you know, gave me a high one and high five. You know, but the reality here is that we need to invest into their lives. We need to serve them so that they feel like if they're worth something. Amen? The Bible says that if you serve Christ in this way, you will... Please God, and you'll be respected by people. You'll be respected by people. You'll change your relationships at work if you start serving those people around you. The person that you're having the most difficult time with, start serving them. Start doing things for them. Blow them out of the water. Number four, serving others unselfishly will give my life meaning. You want to have true purpose and meaning in life? Serve others. You'll never appreciate life until you give yourself away so that others can be blessed. And, and, and you know, sometimes we say, well, I'm, do, I'm doing that. I'm, I'm doing a lot. I'm doing a lot. No, no. Why are we doing it? Take a step back. Sometimes I think a lot of us are too busy. I think we need to evaluate our lives. We need to say, Lord God, give us wisdom. Let every move I make count. Amen? I see people running to and fro. They're running. We, we live in a society where people are running. 
But sometimes you're running, doing the wrong things. Say, Lord God, let me prioritize my life. Let every move that I make count. Amen? We don't get our, 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 our purpose and meaning from money. I thought about this very, very, very strongly because, see, we throw money at, every, at everything. In fact, I had a missionary from, from Juarez, Mexico. Uh, he, one time we went over there, we took, we took a, um, a bunch of, of shoes, poured into that orphanage, and, 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 he, and we had a talk by ourselves. And, and he said, you know, Americans are notorious for coming and throwing money, throwing money at people, like if that's going to solve the problem. Money doesn't solve problems. Pouring into their lives solves problems. Amen? Money is, a, money is a product that can be used, but you have to serve people. You've got to get there with them. You've got to get out of yourself and serve them for the glory of God. The Bible says if you try to keep your life for yourself, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, this is Jesus saying, and for the sake of the good news, you are going to find a true life. If you give up of yourself, if you crucify the flesh, If you say, Lord, it's not about me, it's about you. You're going to find true meaning in your life. Beloved, can I tell you something? Don't wait until it's too late. I went and prayed with an individual, and he was um, on his deathbed. Very wealthy, very, very wealthy. He said, I did very well for myself, Pastor. Look at this. His wife was a choreographer in Hollywood. And he said, I'm at the end of my, my life. I'm very scared. I'm, he said exact words were, I'm at the gates of death. And I'm very scared. And his next words were, I should have done more. I should have done more. The good news is I led him to Jesus, him and his wife. The bad news is, there's no bad news really when you go, you're going to go with Jesus. But the, but, the, but the sorrowful news is that his life was wasted living it for himself and for what he acquired. Beloved, don't be that person. Don't live for yourself. Don't let it be too late. The fifth thing, and then I'm going to close right here. Serving others unselfishly will leave a legacy. And I'm talking about a legacy that really matters. But pastor, I'm going to leave my children money. I'm going to leave them money. Well, that's, that could be good or bad. I did a funeral for a multimillionaire one time, and, his, and I had a talk with his son because his son was going to inherit all that money and that business. And I said, they're, they're going to come at you like sharks. And last time I heard, I heard that there was a lot of yuck in there. But when you leave your family, when you leave your church, when you leave your community a legacy of serving, it'll speak for years to come. The Bible says that good people will be remembered as a blessing. For years, I had a slogan in my office. How do you want to be remembered? And I would look at it. How do you want to be remembered? What's my life going to say about me when I die? Did I live for people like Jesus did or was my life all about me and myself and my self-interest? 
The Bible says if you want to be great, you must be the servant of others. God gives us an opportunity to bless others throughout our lives. I want everyone to reach in your bulletin. And there's a card in there. I want you to hold up your card. And I know God has been speaking to every one of us today. I want you to take your card and begin to fill it out. You see, outside, we put a lot of time into this. We have a a serve fair. And there's a place where you can find a ministry that fits your shape. If you're serving already, you know that you're serving. We don't want you to go beyond that. But if, if you're in here, and maybe the Lord's stirring you, and there's a place that you can serve, can I tell you that God will be glorified through what you do? You know, the Bible says that my Father will honor anyone who serves me. That's what Jesus said. My Father will honor anyone who will serve me. At the tables are people who will help you take the next step. And can I tell you something? You don't have to take a giant step. You can take a baby step. You can get your feet in the water and let God lead you. And please, please don't let Satan steal this opportunity. Satan will tell you, you know what? You can't do it. You're not... You, you, there's nothing you can do. You, you don't need to do this. Don't let him steal the opportunity. God will be glorified through everything that we do together. We are better together. But let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for, that, for teaching me that serving will create true purpose and joy in my life. And Lord, I know it's a big step, but it's also a worthwhile investment for me to serve others. Lord, you desire for me to give my life away so that I can truly find life and meaning. So today I will allow your Holy Spirit to guide me as I take this step into becoming more like Jesus by becoming a blessing to others. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.